Fire and Rain. The Beatles, Simon and Garfunkel, James Taylor, CSNY, and The Lost Story of 1970. By David Brown. Narrated by Sean Renette. Copyright 2011 by David Brown. This unabridged audiobook is published by arrangement with DeCapo Press, a member of the Perseus Books Group, and was produced in the year 2011 by Tantor Media Incorporated which holds the copyright there, too. Introduction This book has its roots in that most devastating of traditions, classroom humiliation. One Christmas, long ago, my parents asked me for a list of possible gifts, so I gave them the names of a few records. Only months before, for my twelfth birthday, I'd received my first LP— making the momentous transition from singles to albums. A twerp to cool kid rite of passage that's since gone the way of the turntable. Since my older sister Linda had already introduced me to the music of Simon and Garfunkel, I asked for one of their albums for my own. Our first day back after winter break, my classmates and I at our elementary school in Hazlitt, New Jersey, filled each other in on our presence. When my turn arrived, I proudly announced I'd been gifted with an album. What one? they asked. Simon and Garfunkel's Sounds of Silence, I replied. Their aghast looks, the way they pulled back from me, as if I'd admitted I couldn't wait to get home to start homework every day, was the first sign something had changed. Then one of them said, in a tone equally puzzled and contemptuous, Why do you want that old music? All my surrounding classmates then turned en masse, away from me. Yes, the album was six years old, an eternity for a teenager. But from my friends' reactions, you'd have thought I'd been given a collection of Stephen Foster parlor songs from the middle of the previous century. Hadn't the sixties just ended? I had to admit those years already felt farther away than they were. Repeatedly, Those of us who came of age in the seventies were reminded we'd missed out on the most astounding era in history, a flowering of culture, society, and mankind like none before, and with girls in miniskirts to boot. Compared to that, our era was an even darker dark ages. Welcome to a world of Watergate, Casey and the Sunshine Band, fifties nostalgia, and gas rationing, we were told. Personally, I loved hearing early disco songs on the radio and happily watched Fonzie say, Hey! Yet I still wondered, what happened? And how did it happen? When did the hopeful sensibility of one era give way to the dimmer one of another? The question has tugged at me ever since. If friends my age are drawn to the 70s, it's generally the second half, the momentous years of punk, Studio 54 Disco, the original cast of Saturday Night Live, the films of Lucas and Spielberg, but the messy, conflicting signals of the first half of the decade have always haunted me. Utopian music like prog rock alongside post-utopian movies like Deliverance, men pushed too far action films like Billy Jack and Walking Tall, next to an anti-establishment, pacifist central TV series like M.A.S.H., and everywhere was the fragmentation of so many of the classic bands of the sixties, replaced by flaxen-haired troubadours sweetly serenading the ladies, the frisbee guys, as my friend Tom and I call them, 
After Sounds of Silence, some of the first LPs I ever owned were all the other Simon and Garfunkel albums. Bridge Over Troubled Water spun regularly on the close-and-play stereo in my bedroom. The Beatles let it be, and everything recorded by Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, together, separately, or in duo form. I didn't have to buy James Taylor's Sweet Baby James. I always seemed to hear its low-maintenance melodies drifting out of my sister Colette's bedroom. Many years later, during a brainstorming session for my next book, my wife suggested I write about the music I loved in my childhood. Meaning not just Simon and Garfunkel, but Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, The Beatles, James Taylor, and so on. As she rightly pointed out, I was still giving cursory listens to those musicians' new releases, attending their reunion concerts, even interviewing them for one outlet or another. When we wondered aloud whether they had anything in common, one thing came to